What if you could build a business that gives you the life of freedom you deserve? What if you could find the secrets to marketing, leadership, customer service, and other aspects of business that help you exceed your goals? What if you could walk away from your business for 30 days and it never misses a beat? That's what this podcast is for, to help business leaders like you find freedom from the day-to-day grind and start spending your time doing the things you love. I'm Levi McClendon, and my co-host is Josh Taylor, and this is the Cheers to Freedom podcast. Hey, welcome to the Cheers to Freedom podcast. I am Josh Taylor, and I'm with my host, Levi McClendon. Levi, how are you today? Man, I am doing really, really well. I know, Josh, um, we're doing well, but real quick, this is the day that the hurricane's hitting a lot of our friends and family, Um, and so just our prayers and thoughts go out to those guys. I know they're not doing as well, but we just pray for their safety and protection and that this thing gets through with, with as little as damage as possible, so... Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a time of recovery. So, you know, the next several weeks, maybe even months, uh, definitely be thinking about you guys. And hopefully uh, if there's anything you need, if you're listening to this, reach out to us. Uh, Anything we can do to help, connect you with people, whatever. Uh, We want to do that. Well, um, you and I just got back from Orlando, uh, which, you know, is where the hurricane is now. So, you know, we didn't even know that it was, I think it was kind of like south of Cuba while we were there. Um, but we were there for gosh, four days at a conference, a marketing conference. And I, I, we we won't do it in this episode, but in the next episode or two, I want to kind of talk through some of the things that we got from that, because there's just so many cool things. Actually, we're not going to, because we're going to talk about them at the summit. Uh, there were a couple of things that we picked (laughs) up that we've added to our list. And, you know, the, the problem that we have at the summit is going through our list and figuring out what what we don't have time to talk about because there's so much that we could talk about. Um, But one of the things that we're focusing on, probably the number one thing that we're focusing on for the freedom summit is differentiating yourself from your competition, because there's a ton of people. I would say probably 90% of the people that are listening to this right now have competition moving into their area. If they haven't already been experiencing it and you've got to be able to separate yourself from that competition and you can drive the market you can be the preferred car wash and uh, and so we're going to be talking about a lot of those strategies in the freedom summit doing things i promise you nobody else in the industry is doing and um, and so really good nuggets that we got from the freedom summit but it leads us into the conversation that we got to have with Donald Miller who is the author of Building a Story Brand, the CEO of Business Made Simple, and a whole bunch of other books that he's written on business and marketing. And he even shares some nuggets in that interview of how you can separate yourself from the competition. But Levi, real quickly, what did you think about the conversation that we had? You know, I, I was actually surprised, Josh. It, it was so good. Um, just, you know, Donald is so um, obviously smart in what he does. His craft just the way that he thinks, the way that he communicates, the way that he um, just answering some of the questions some of the guys had. I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, that is so good. You know, we had immediately when we were done, I had guys texting me going, okay, that was awesome. Like just hearing from him. And again, um, he's so good at clarifying his message, his story, and engaging quickly with our customers to give them nuggets. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little jealous. I wished, I wished I had that, but I need to hone in my craft. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really, really good. 
So it's, re- well it's really good. You know, so what we're going to do, we're going to let you in on the conversation that we had with Dom. We're going to let you listen to that whole thing, but you're going to see a few other people in there. And those are other car wash owners and operators that want, they're attending the Freedom Summit. But they had the opportunity to show up for this and ask Don some questions specifically to the car wash industry. And and Levi, how often do we get the chance to ask these best-selling business authors questions specific to our industry? Uh, You know, they write these books and they have great stuff to bring in, but we never like, okay, how does this affect my industry? And we never get to ask those questions. And so this was the opportunity to do that. And, uh, and Don even talks about what got him to convert to an unlimited membership. He said that they, they asked him 40, uh, yeah. 40 times and he never did it. And then they finally asked him one, they did it a little bit differently and he signed yeah. up. And so he lets us know what that was. And uh, so that's really exciting. Um, so I really want people to, to listen to this. I'm really excited for, for people to hear uh, our interview with Donald Miller. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. I've told people this before, and and obviously we we've handed out his book a lot all over. You know these conferences, these car wash shows that we go to, and the reason for that is, and and I tell people this too, reading his book honestly changed my life. I would not be doing this podcast today if I didn't read his book and implement the things that he talks about. So the fact that you know, number one, we got to meet him in Nashville, right, and he spoke to our Club Fifty Tours, but also to be able to get him on a podcast where we're, where you interviewed him and got to obviously ask him some questions to me, like that was a dream come true. So super cool. Definitely a fanboy. So Donald, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope that those listening will also take these nuggets, apply them, which will honestly change your, it'll change your business. And, and if you haven't read the book yet, building a story brand again. Awesome. Pick it up, read it. Amazing. And uh, hope you enjoy this, this podcast is really good. Probably my favorite. All right. right. Well, we're going to let you in on our conversation with Donald Miller. Let me introduce you guys first to the one and only Donald Miller. So Don, welcome. Don is the best-selling author of a whole bunch of books. Um, I was first introduced to Don when I was a college student. He just came out with a book called Blue Light Jazz and my college minister made me read it and uh, has been one of the things that shaped my life and my faith uh, over the last 20 years. Uh, but Don has uh, pivoted over the last you know, decade into uh, building a business and then writing about how he's built a really successful business uh, using uh, storytelling, which is his superpower. And so he's uh, written Building a Story Brand, which is a book that most of you guys probably already have. If you've been to any of the trade shows, you've gotten them from our booth. Uh, But he's also written Business Made Simple, Hero on a Mission, which is one of my new favorite books, especially on personal development. And I recommend you guys buy that for all of your employees and walk them through that. Um, and, uh, and so many other things, marketing made simple and so many other things, but we wanted to have Don on here and just kind of answer, uh, some questions that we have. And I have a few questions that I want to ask, but I'm going to open it up. Ryan, uh, first, um, Ryan, you've built a brand script for your car wash business. You're down in orange County. And if, so those of you that don't know what a brand script is, the brand script is a seven part framework. It's a storytelling framework that you can use for your business to actually engage your customers. And there's seven parts to it. Brian, or Brian Ryan has uh, walked his business through each of those seven parts, talking about what the customer wants, the problem that the customer has, how he solves that problem for the customers, and then what the results of that story is when his customers do business with him. 
Mm-hmm. So Brian had a specific question about uh, using the brand script. And so Ryan, I'm going to go ahead and let you ask Don that question. Okay, cool. Yeah, we refined it with your help, Josh. I think it's really good right now. And I'm excited to get it out there to my staff. Sounds like Don, thank you for doing this, by the way, Don. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my that. pleasure. Yeah. Um, you've learned a lot about this industry, I bet, <laughs> recently. And I'm sure you know that we've got a really young employee base, not unlike Starbucks or Chick-fil-A or McDonald's. We've got a lot of 17 and 18-year-old part-timers out there. And I'm wondering if that would change the approach in how we teach our brand script. Is it over the heads of most of these part-time kids? Or is it too important to neglect and not pound away at during onboarding and initial training the first couple of weeks? I'm trying to figure out how to approach it when we bring on um, a 17-year-old part-timer that really is just here maybe for a few months. Hard to get them to buy into the culture. Our culture is good, but it, it's really hard when you have these young kids that are just there for a few months and they have no real work experience. Should we be hammering at them as well to know the brand script and know how we talk to our customers and why? Well, Ryan, don't tell anybody that I said this, but no. <laughs> I think the I think the brand script is really a leadership document. I really do. I and I don't think you can expect unless unless a kid wants to learn how to run a business and you're going to kind of run a side project where you teach them to be an entrepreneur and teach them the basics of business which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I think the more important thing to do with a young, you know, uh, labor pool is, is to get sound bites into their mouths and use them, you know, in play as a critical action. Uh, so critical action is part of our business on a mission stuff. It'll, it'll hit the platform uh, soonish, but um, let me just break it down for you. I think that, you should challenge and even require your staff to say to at least five to 10 customers a day, that's a great looking car. That's it. Now that's going to come from probably from your brand script on the success bucket. My guess is they're going to end up with a great looking car, but what you're really doing then is you're, you're adding perceived value you're a or really you're affirming value so if you require all your all your kids who are working that that car wash to if people are you know drying off their car or if they don't have to do that if you're just handing keys back to somebody say man that's a great looking car and you can even say you know you need to say it's a great looking car you need to turn around and you need to look at their car when you say it and then you need to say have a good day that's your version of my pleasure Mm-hmm. from Chick-fil-A. Like and so that what you're doing then is you're giving the customer an experience of having lived a story in which they experienced a transformation, or at least their car did. They may not have, but yeah. their car did. And you're affirming value as they, as they drive off the parking lot. Now, that's not teaching these kids the brand script, but it's, it's the same as sort of putting a sentence on your website. Or putting a sentence in an email, you're just putting a sentence in the labor's in labor's mouth. I I would do that. That's how I would do it. And I and I might come up with a few things that you can do. Um, You know, one of the characteristics of people who work here is when we hand somebody their keys, say, "Man, that's a great looking car," Mm -hmm. and it's a powerful, powerful, powerful tool, and it's a differentiator from your competition for sure. But I don't know that I would go in and teach them the brand script. 
Okay. That's Unless they're going to be on leadership. Unless they're on a fast track. They look like manager material or. hundred percent. And you can explain where the, that's a great looking car comes from. You know, it comes from this philosophy. It's a climactic scene that you're making, you're having every customer experience. Yeah. Okay, great. So, Don, you you brought it up with the that's your version of my pleasure, which, you know, Chick-fil-A has made famous. But this is actually uh, it's it's funny that you brought it up because Ryan had a, a second question about your interview with Horst Schultze and Horst Schultze. Uh, I heard him once say that um, Chick-fil-A got that from him when Truett Cathy came and asked him <laughs> what he was going and, and doing. Uh, you know, Horst Schultze had all of his employees with the Ritz-Carlton. You know, every every time they somebody would say thank you, his his employees would say my pleasure. And uh, True Kathy was was walking through and 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 consult or Holschultz was consulting with him, and he says you need to come up with your own version of my pleasure. And True Kathy said I think I like my pleasure, and uh, <laughs> so he started using it with that. But uh, <coughs> but Ryan, you had a second part to that question, and I'll just go uh, ahead and let you ask that really quickly as yeah. well, since Don kind of brought that up. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. That's my favorite. There's so many good nuggets from you too in there. And uh, I think I've listened to it maybe a dozen times. Oh, that's uh, awesome. He's, he's, he's oh, really, he's really special. Oh yeah. Amazing. But I love the part about empowering his people from the valet to a room cleaner, to a front desk person up to $2,000, the way you guys worded it to keep a customer. And I love that. I just wonder how that translates to our industry, again, with part-timers, with young employees that we're training as fast as we can. We're struggling to bring in people right now. I want to do that kind of empowerment, but what, what do you think a nice level is for us? Obviously, we can't go up to that amount. Our ticket average is you know, a fraction compared to what their ticket average is at the Ritz-Carlton. We're all averaging 10 to 15 bucks. I guess it should be proportionate to that. Yeah. I just wondered if you had any thoughts on that, on how we empower a young staff to, to have that, that same trust that uh, he was talking well, about. Well, you're going to love an interview that we, we did yesterday. I think it airs in October, but it's with a guy named Will Gadara. Mm -hmm. And Will Gadara started 11 Madison Park, which was the number one restaurant in the world for a period of time. Mm -hmm. He also has a chef won a James Beard Award. So he wasn't the chef. He was a chef and he won a James Beard Award. Then he started a restaurant in which he wasn't the chef and it became the number one restaurant in the world. So the guy the guy knows how to hit home runs. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he had a, a few points on hospitality and customer service. And one of them was that you need one size fits one solutions. And what he meant by that was, you know, he, he overheard at the, at the world's best restaurant he overheard a bunch of four or five foodies eating at a table. And they said, well, you know, the one thing we didn't eat was a, a street hot dog. You know, he didn't say anything. He just poured their wine and walked away, walked right out the back door, went to the local hot dog stand on the corner, bought one hot dog, brought it back, cut it up into five, dressed it up, put it on five different plates and delivered it as their next course. <laughs> You know, and what he meant by that was you don't do that with every table. It's not going to make sense, but you respond to what these people are saying. So I think it's probably too much to ask to have our employees do that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if they see a spot on a car or if they see drops, you know, coming off the mirror, that's going to leave a snot mark. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they have 
permission to just, hey, stop somebody say, can I wipe this for you? I got one spot right here. Mm-hmm. You know, that and that's a great looking car, man. You know, those kinds of things, you know, they're astronomical in terms of growing your business and they're both free. But I think that's your equivalent of spending $2,000. Obviously, you spend $2,000, you're not going to have a business very long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think those are the kinds of things that you want to train people to do. Uh, And and, uh, I think I I just think that's what defines what's amazing is that will actually define your culture in that car lot Mm -hmm. um, or in that in that car wash, because when people together decide to serve, it binds them yeah. and it makes them very proud of their work. And it, you know, we all can tell a difference. I went into a Whataburger. I was driving from new Orleans to, to Nashville the other day. And I stopped at a Whataburger. We don't have enough Whataburgers around here. I got to stop when I see one. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was a brand new Whataburger. I mean, the paint was still drying on the wall and it was one of the most depressing experiences I've had because the staff were so sad and so sad to be working there. I literally walked up to a lady at the cash register and she just kind of looked at me and I said, uh, do you mind if I place an order? She goes, well, and she just pointed at the next cash register. <laughs> I said, do you want me to go to that one? And she goes, <laughs> okay, I'll go to this one. <laughs> And then, I mean, you know, they were practically crawling around in the kitchen. And then I finally got my burger, drove away. It was the wrong friggin' burger. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? And so, I, you know, but I think that's because they just don't have a vision. They're, they feel used. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's, they feel hopeless. And it's a problem in America. It's not a Whataburger problem. It was still a good burger, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I, th- I think to be able to say, hey, our mission here isn't just clean cars. It's to make people feel like they're special and unique and they can't believe what they just got for 15 bucks. Yeah. You know, they, they were treated well. Yeah. And, you know, to say to somebody, I want you to treat people the way you wish people would treat you. Yeah. And then also to teach them the principle that when you, when you serve people and you treat them well, mm-hmm. life goes your way, man. Yeah. Like there's going to be, you're going to have to turn the other cheek sometimes and people are going to use you and abuse you. But in the long run, life goes your way. Yeah, and It does. I, I firmly believe that, that you become a magnet, that success is drawn to you when you're that kind of a person, yeah. you know, so maybe that's the principle that you're teaching in these, in these couple different ways. Okay. That's great. Thanks. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why you left New Orleans and went to Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had breakfast in New Orleans, Josh. I'm okay. not crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this was Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I mean, yeah. Oh, well, what, there you go. Name one good thing that comes out of Tuscaloosa. Okay, never mind. Uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the Tigers. All right. So gonna uh, we're going to lose Bill. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bill, are you a Bama fan or an Auburn fan? I think you're an Auburn fan. Auburn, come on. Oh, there you um, go. He doesn't mind. Yeah, he doesn't mind. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I may have just insulted him and he can't talk on here because his mic's not connected. So, ha ha ha. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Jacobs with Wash Right Car Wash, he had a question. Um, Kevin, if you want to unmute yourself and go ahead and ask Don your question. Yep. Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yep. All right. Perfect. How are y'all doing today, first off? 
We're doing great, Kevin. Thanks. Great. Cool. Glad to hear it. Um, well, uh, a question I had was, so in a market that, you know, is large enough for more than one location, um, and then you open up your other ones, and by the time you get the other washes open, um, you know, you've built an established base at your existing washes, and then you get your new ones open, and, you know, they're in fairly similar proximity. Um, what's, what's a good way to reach that, that new base of customers that you haven't already gotten to? Well, if you can, I mean, if you can capture emails and, and, you know, Josh and Levi can help a great deal with that and just remind people that you exist, you know, one thing that I would do, and there's a little bit of money behind it, Kevin, but, um, you know, at least for a social media campaign, every day I'd take a picture of somebody standing in front of their car. Like I'd go to somebody and say, hey, your car looks great. You mind if I take a picture of it? What is this? You know, it's a 1978 Grand Torino, you know, or whatever. You know, just anytime you see a special car, grab a phone, take a picture of it. That's your that's your Instagram feed. And the reason that's your Instagram feed is not is, is one is people are kind of voyeuristic when it comes to cars. I mean, I'm, I watch like YouTube videos of reviews of cars that, you know, I'm not interested in, but I just sit there and watch them and, uh, and all the bells and whistles and all that kind of stuff. And I think um, what, what really what you're doing is you're reminding people that you exist. So, um, you know, if what you want is when, when somebody gets in their car and it's dirty to think of you. And to remember that you exist. I think that's the biggest fight for your industry when it comes to marketing. It's not announcing that you have specials. It's not announcing any of that stuff. It's literally just reminding them that you exist, you know, preferably every day, certainly five days a week, and an email at least every week. Uh, and if you're selling subscriptions, I, I think I pay 40 bucks a month to drive through this car wash down the road. And um, by the way, they've asked me 50 times to give them 40 bucks and I've never done it. <laughs> and they asked me differently once and I did it. They said, hey, for 40 bucks, you can go through as many times as you want this month. And for some reason, that just rang like, oh, that seems like a deal. Like unlimited access for the rest of my life for 40 bucks a month. I don't need it. I'm not here that often. But when they said, you can go through as many times as you want this month, I gave them my 40 bucks. And I don't know why I did it. And then they said, uh, don't forget to cancel if you don't want it. You can cancel anytime. And then I realized, oh, wait, I just bought a subscription. <laughs> and then it didn't bother me. <laughs> so I kept it, <laughs> but it was, it was a physical person at the kiosk thing that you drive through who told me that and who took my card and charged it and charged me. And I guarantee you they're raking in money with a physical person saying, Hey, for 40 bucks, you can drive through as many times as you want this month. Really? Yeah. 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 And you can cancel at any time. And I did it. I said, yes. And they took the uh, risk out. I, I don't know what it was. I think part of it was a physical person. Second, they explained the value in such a way that, you know, unlimited access 
is different than you can drive through as many times as you want this month. It just, it's just worded differently. It'd be interesting to try that as a test, but it's, I, well, it's interesting, that, it's interesting that, you that you say that because we, you know, we have been preaching uh, Levi and I have of removing the word unlimited from your messaging because it doesn't feel like as much of a value. Well, if I don't go every day and use it as often as I can, then I'm wasting my money. So if you That's remove right. that and say, watch as much as you want, when you want, that feels more valuable to me. And so, and we didn't discuss this beforehand. So it's interesting that that you say that because it's, that's kind of where Levi and I have been over the last six months. And it's very different than what the rest of the industry does because you see unlimited everywhere. And we would actually feel like that actually might be hurting sales. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing is this particular, that's a good thought, Josh. And this particular car wash reads my license plate. And I imagine a lot of you have that technology right now. So the gate just goes open. If he would have mm -hmm. said, Hey, for 40 bucks, you can drive through as many times as you want this month, and you will never have to pull out your credit card again. It mm -hmm. reads your license plate. Now, I think there are a lot of people who will pay 40 bucks not to pull out their credit card and press the buttons. Absolutely. You know, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's worth experimenting with that stuff. But I, I do think the number one thing that made me give him my 40 bucks was a human being who said it to me you know, and took my credit card and it was, it was a yes or no question. And yeah. I gave them a yes. I bet you, I bet you they signed, it was a sunny day and there was a line and I bet you they signed up a hundred, hundred subscribers that day. Be worth well, it. It'd be worth it for one day to stand out there yourself and do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, he gave you a call to action. He gave you something to accept or reject, right. uh, which is something that you've said before, which is, you know, a part of your brand script. If you're, if you're building your, your story brand brand script, um, and on that note, Don, one of the questions that I have, it, it seems to be the number one concern in this industry right now is not a recession. Uh, it's not even the increased cost, which both of those are a concern, but they're not as big as the growth of the industry, the rapid growth of the industry and the competition. I mean, one of our customers in Colorado Springs, you can literally sit in his vacuum lot and see three other car wash brands from his vacuum lot. That's so terrifying. what it, it can be, yes. So what would you recommend for these guys? And this is really why we're doing the summit. All of these guys are attending the summit in November. And, and hopefully the people that will listen to this uh, will realize that the summit is one of the ways that you can help differentiate yourself from your competition because we're giving a lot of strategies there. But what would you say is something that these guys can do to really help differentiate themselves from the competition and make themselves the preferred car wash in their community? Well, I think doing a, a campaign to get subscriptions to get what, what do you guys call that in the industry? I call I'm calling it subscriptions. Memberships. Memberships. Yeah. Doing a campaign to get a membership and being extremely aggressive. They're going to be loyal to you because they're paying a monthly fee anyway. So that's your number one way to target those folks. And if you ask every single customer and you experiment with the with different ways of doing it and you go with the one that gets the most yeses, then you just duplicate that forever. I mean, you never stop. You have somebody out there every day, you know, asking folks if they want that. I think that needs to become part of your business strategy. And then that's a great looking car, man. If you have a, I saw in the the chat, if you have an, an express lane in which you're not human to human interacting with people, if it doesn't disturb traffic, you can actually put a mirror where they can see their car and the words above it, that's a great looking car. 
and you're, you're given the set. What you're doing is you're providing the guide is stepping in to tell the hero that they have transformed, that they're different. And if you don't do that, the guy, the hero doesn't know that they've transformed. They don't know that they just got value unless you tell them that you just got value. You know, so I think, I think those two things uh, are necessary if you want to compete and you've got, and you've got to be aggressive. You have to keep reminding them that you exist. They have to keep getting emails from you. You know, you if you coast on your marketing, your business will decline. Period. It just will. And so we've got to beat those. We've got to beat the competition that way. Another thing and you can do is just take some black shoe polish and put it all over the vacuum of the, your competitor's uh, <laughs> vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> and and when Don says emails, he means uh, text messages. So, text uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're, sure that's way better for Carlock. Ninety-seven percent open rate uh, right now. Amazing. So that's um, that's good. And and you know you're always preaching. You want to be on that most intimate device that they have. Yep. And uh, and so that's what we're doing is building that list. Um, Levi, you had a question, and we'll kind of wrap it up with this because um, you know Don, you've you've got business made simple. And I'll actually put a link on Business Made Simple. Uh, but you talk about the parts of the airplane and how different um, different departments or with these guys, just different aspects of their business, whether it's accounting, it's 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 uh, uh, marketing, it's different aspects. Um, Levi, you had a question specifically on marketing and going into whatever kind of economy we're going into. And so I'll let you kind of ask that question. Yeah. Um, before I ask that question, I just wanted to kind of reiterate, Don, you talk about many times in your book to, you know, not have people burn calories, right? Don't make them think more than they need to. And you just touched on it, guys. We talk about unlimited. When people were telling you unlimited, what does that mean? That's, that's very just big and like, gosh, I, I'm not even sure what that is. But when you say, I love what you said there, guys, and pay attention to this, obviously, wash as much as you want. And then I love the part, never pull your credit card out again. We've created, you just created the exact scenario. It's like, oh, I can wash as much as I want and not pull my credit card. That's a lot different than, hey, your CSA standing there saying, hey guys, go unlimited, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's too much for the consumer to sit and digest. And now you've made me burn calories and think, and I'm just out. But when you paint that picture and in this business, a lot of assumptions are made on where, just like you talked about on that, as well as even the name of the products, the ceramic, the carnauba waxes, they're this and that. And people don't know what that means. They don't know, hey, get ceramic what, you know, ceramic shield. And I don't even know what ceramic shield is. Is a shield going to come around my car and I'm <laughs> defending? Like, there's just too much thought. So I love that you touched on that. And that got you personally. And it's really good to hear from a consumer who, like you said, for 40 times, they never converted you, but changing that one thing made you understand that this is, yeah, you're right. This is what I need. So that wasn't my question, but I was just re really re reiterating the fact that the assumptions made in this space, sometimes we're just too close to them and we need to step outside a little bit and say, how do we dumb down kind of what we're trying to do with our customers? Um, so good, good stuff there. And then I just had a question, Don, just... Um, in general, you know, with uh, marketing and your budgets, is there a magic formula or how much should we be spending 
on marketing? Like what percentage of our revenue? And obviously we're going into, you know, potential recession. People are like, do we cut back? How much should we be spending? Is it kind of general across the board or is every industry a little bit different? Or I would just like some, uh, your take on that. Well, I, I love 10, at least 10% of profit, if not more. And of course, that depends on what you're, you know, what you're actually doing, how much profit you're making, that sort of thing. What it really depends on is, is the marketing working? And if it's working, you know, I'd spend a ton of money on it, especially if you've got some competitors down the street. If it's working, I mean, why wouldn't you? If, if every time I give you 50 bucks, you give me 100 Am I going to go, man, that's awesome. I'm going to do that at least once a month. <laughs> I'm going to do that every hour. <laughs> every five minutes is when I'm going to do that. Put more into you know? it. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it just doesn't uh, make any sense. Jackpot. Yeah, that you just, it's an ATM machine. So, you know, you got to dial in and you got to make it work. And then you got, you know, but I think if you're not spending at least 10%, you're going to be, you're going to be forgotten. And in you guys industry, I would make it all membership. I would, I mean, I would promote the heck out of that thing. And uh, because that's, I call that manna from heaven. You know, you wake up every morning and you got bread on the ground that you can eat, your family can eat. So um, I think it's really expensive. I think it's really important. Uh, and, uh, and it's a good investment. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's expensive. And you see that line item and you think, man, I wonder if we could keep doing this without it. If you can do, but my guess is you can't, right? Uh, I find that when I coast on my company, our numbers flatline. And unless I get aggressive, re you know, releasing new products, new lead generators or whatever, uh, it's, you know, a business is not a perpetual energy machine. And uh, really successful business people understand that. And that's why they beat their competitors in the market because they, 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 they end up believing that because they don't want to do the work. And that's where you pass them. Uh, I would not think that a car wash would go down during a recession because it's such a simple pleasure. I mean, you know, they're going to spend money on a car wash and they're not going to go on vacation. You know, so this is their this is their new vacation money or this is their new jet ski money. Uh, I would think that that you guys could corner the market on the, those simple, rewarding things that you can experience when people are tightening their belts. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know if that answers your question, Levi, but, uh, 100%. but yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. that, uh, we anticipate growth. If we go into a recession, we anticipate growth because when people don't have a, a lot of money, uh, they tend to look for help and we do business coaching and marketing help and all that kind of stuff. So we, we would anticipate that we would grow. It's when people are loaded it with money that they don't part, they don't, uh, try to grow or try to get any more, you know, they get fat and lazy. So yeah. uh, we're going to be aggressive and we are being extremely aggressive over the next 24 months. Yeah. Well, well and, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the other thing that you mentioned earlier, Don, that, that you talk about, you, you, you touched on perceived value. And I think some, and you said you gave Ryan a couple of things that don't cost anything, right? You already have people there. People are staffed. So for you to, you know, lower expenses, but train your people to bring value to right. customers that don't cost anything. I think in a time like this is huge. You don't need gimmicky things. You don't need people just want to feel value. They want to be cared for. And of course, people are proud. I love that. Of course, like 
Bill commented, he's like, I could leave right now. That's a great looking car, right? But it's so true. We, we, we forget about those things that make, it's the way we make people feel. And you make people feel good about themselves, about their car, they're going to spend more money. They're going to come back more often. You're also giving people what they're buying. Nobody has ever bought an experience at a car wash. They bought a great looking car. Right. That's what, they, right. that's what they bought. They bought the this thing looks like it did when I drove off the car lot. And I remember how great that felt. Mm. You know, that's so when you're able to when you're able to deliver that because you said it and your competitor doesn't, that is that is a serious competitive advantage and a differentiator in the market. You say, well, Don, we all deliver great looking cars, but if they don't say it, mm. nobody knows. Nobody, nobody realizes that that's what they just got. Yeah, it's good. I heard Russell Brunson say last week, when everybody's being stingy, be greedy. And when everybody's being greedy, be stingy. And uh, and this is a time where everybody's being stingy uh, because there's so many unanswered questions. So it's a time to get aggressive and, and go out. And Don, I asked you right when the pandemic hit, I, I reached out to you and said, hey, what do you think this is going to do to our our business as marketers? And, uh, and, and, and you responded almost exactly what you just said. Uh, I actually think you're going to grow because this is a time where people, you know, they freeze, they stop, and we're going to keep pushing forward and you're going to keep pushing forward and you're going to grow. And you were absolutely right. Um, so I, I want to end with this. Uh, we've got the summit coming up in November. The, you guys, you know, y'all are all coming. I'm really excited. We've got about a hundred customers that are going to be there. And, uh, and if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not signed up for the summit, we've got a ton of strategies that are going to help you differentiate yourself from the competition. And part of that is actually getting people to show up to your car wash the first time and then coming again and again and again to experience uh, that those results <laughs> that you get them. But I think one of the things that will also differentiate you is by um, putting things into practice in your business and mentoring your leadership, your employees uh, through uh, really great opportunities and courses. And Don, you guys, you know, talking about memberships, uh, you've done one, uh, the business made simple. The whole platform is really one of the most well-produced online courses that I have ever seen. And you're giving it, I, I tell people you're giving it away because it's less than 300 bucks a year. And each one of these guys could get a subscription and just learn a wealth of knowledge. And I would encourage you to get a subscription for your assistant managers, your managers, your, you know, marketing guys, whoever, whoever they are, uh, because for less than 300 bucks, it is, you know, more than I ever learned in my four-year degree. But you guys just launched a new course in that called The Customer is the Hero. And I kind of want to end on you talking a little bit about uh, that. And, you know, how do you feel like this could be something that would be helpful for folks in this industry? Yeah, the new course, it, it teaches you how to uh, engage with potential customers in such a way they get hooked and immediately understand the value. So it's a sales course and helps you come up with sales talking points, five of them. The cool thing is the course actually takes you to a piece of software that's free for you that uh, allows you to write an email really easily, really quickly that obeys a certain format, you send it out and it makes you a ton of money. Uh, you know, so the, the, it's, a sale, it's a sales course, but for you guys, what it's gonna help you do is come up with the talking points that you want your team members to say to your customers that defines value, defines the problem that they, they just solved and lets them 
drive off the car wash lot by saying, but in thinking, man, that was unbelievably worth it. Right. So, um, uh, I think it's a great course for you guys. We have a course coming out. Uh, two more courses are coming out by January that I think are going to be really awesome. One is called management and productivity made simple, and it's how to run your small business using only five meetings. And I love that course. And then the other one is small business cash flow made simple. And it's how to run your business using five checking accounts. And if you're not doing that yet, uh, you want to do it because it it has saved me a thousand headaches running my business using five checking accounts. So those two courses come out by the end of the year, but there's a bunch of courses, 10 or 12 or 15 courses in there right now. Yeah, it's worth investing in. Guys, I would highly encourage you. Uh, to do that. In fact, it's got the story brand courses in there. And those used to be $3,000, yep. 1500 bucks a piece. And yep. now you can get it for less than $300 a year. So I would highly recommend you. I put the link in the chat. If you want to get that, I'll follow up with an email that will give you that link as well. And Ryan, that might answer your question of, you know, what do your CSAs need to know? Do they need the whole, know the whole brand script? No, but they should know these, these three talking points, the value, you know, the, the solution and the results, which is the elevator pitch. And, uh, and this is, sounds like a great course that could help you develop a great elevator pitch. So Don, thank you so much for um, being here with us and taking your time to do this. I know it's a, it's a rare opportunity because you're incredibly busy. And, uh, and so we appreciate you taking the time to do that. Oh, it's an honor. Yeah. You guys have a great week. Thanks, Don. Right. Thank, thank, thank you, Don. Thank you guys for showing up.